welcome back to the What the Fork Sunland Review Show. It's been um well, it's gonna be a little bit groundhog day for us today. Um the guy who wanted energy in the podcast, turn off now. It's another away day and it's ended in us having loads of possession, loads of nice football, loads of shots, and we've got beat two now to um Plymouth. There's a couple of us to join. I think one standard when we get beat, Dave Lawrence. Dave, uh, I've just gave probably the saddest intro ever. You'd think that like me budgie just died, but um how are you? Are you all right? Yeah, I think my budgie's died on the same day, unfortunately. Yeah, a little bit, little bit flat, a little bit reflective, but see if we can pick the bones out of that one, won't we? I think that's the podcast title, isn't it? Double budgie death. Um, Brad, you're the more surprising one to join us after a defeat, but um, pleased you've found your backbone. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Um a strange one, this isn't it. I don't know how to come on and talk about a defeat, but I'm sure you'll keep us keep us in line and tell us what to do. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, it's one of them things. You basically go well, pass the ball loads. Uh, aren't our players pretty good and fo- pretty good at football? Ah, no strikers. That's how the pod's going to go. So if you're not interested in hearing what you all know, um, and is all staring us blatantly in the face. Then you know, feel free to unsubscribe, not listen to us, don't even bother. It's up to you. Um, I've kept my mantra since the start, and now I genuinely really mean it. But um on a slightly serious note, Dave, I'll, I'll come to you. Um I we've got to be two 0 at Plymouth. It's just after half nine. As you can tell, I'm not like that fussed. I went actually, you know what? I was gonna ask how you're feeling, but just before I do, I think people have seen this because Ashley tweeted it. But um we went to see a film because I was in a mood. So we went to see uh, Thanksgiving and like it started and it said it was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And I was like, seriously, like, does this film have to start with Plymouth? Um, but, uh, it's still closer to Sunderland than Plymouth, UK. Yeah, probably, mate. I, I feel really sorry for all the fans that went down today. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the lads um, didn't put effort in. I think they always do. But that's some trek the, the Scotland branch went down today. But I, uh, Dave, cheer us up. We need to get at least into some kind of comedy here at some point, and you tend to provide something, even if it's just the way you look. <laughs> well, I can I, I can vouch for that one. So <laughs> here we go. It's an audio podcast, but <laughs> the boys are laughing at my face. So I hope that cheers everyone up, and uh, we'll see you next week after we win. All the best. Mm. Nah, just joking. Um, yeah. I think you said it a million times over, and we've certainly reiterated it and certainly agreed. It's just the new Sunland, isn't it? This is what mm. happens because we play big, open, expansive football. Unfortunately, every now and again, a team will come up against us and score two absolute worldies. Uh, yeah, the first one's a great strike and the second one's a lovely finish, to be fair. <laughs> Excuse me. We can pick the bones out of the mistakes. We can pick the bones out of the the big holes in the middle of the park. And the, they're all glaringly obvious for us all to see. The breakdown of the ball and how quickly people break on us. But that's because we try to create space for ourselves so our pretty players can, can do what they do. It's one of them. I'm gutted about it. But the thing that we always see and, and to try and keep the balance... It comes on a Wednesday night, doesn't it? And Huddersfield, if we if we win, we're not we're not too disappointed. But the inconsistency is probably becoming a little bit alarming to steer. 
yeah. the expectation was always going to be massively higher this year. And I think there is just starting to be murmurs of discontent. And, yeah. and you know, he, Mr. Mowbray has to, has to address the inconsistency. Um, do I think the league's better this year compared to last? I think it's very similar standard, to be fair. You've still got a team who who's gonna, will probably run away with it and the rest of us are in there scrapping for the rest. See how we go on Wednesday, I suppose. I think that's the thing. You, you said it's one of them and I feel like I haven't listened back to our episodes where we haven't won or we drew in that recently, but I know for a fact we've said one of them, one of them, one of them. Um, and I think a few people are probably getting a bit tired of saying it. And it's not like, don't get, I think we're a top eight side. I think arguably better with um, something to set the ball in the onion, uh, the onion bag. But I mean, I, I'm not one for um, second Mowbray, certainly not at this point. But the fact that you've had even just 10% of people in the fanzine um, asking the question today probably shows the first signs of like, oh, hang on a minute. And I, I agree with you, Dave. I don't know whether the league's... You could arguably say the league's stronger this year because of uh, Leicester and Ipswich have done really well. But I think Ipswich got beat today. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure West Brom beat them. But um, I I think... I don't know if our team at this moment in time is better than the team that we had last year. I would arguably say no. Because um, I think we're missing two players who added a lot last year. But... But look, we're going to dig the bones into it, and I don't think it's going to be a comfortable listen. But like, we're not really here for that. Um, Brad, it's it's the third away game in a row without a goal. The Leicester game is included in that. Okay, fair enough. And we've just talked about Leicester running away with it, which I know has lost a couple recently, but they are going to run away with it. But how frustrating is that away form coming in? The fact that we seem to be like performing in terms of having possession chances. I mean, the stats today are a joke, actually but we're getting out for it. Um, so it's a pretty much like a reverse of last season, isn't it, at this point when we said, what's going on with our home form? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's the glaring obvious thing. It's just we bought strikers in with little to no experience. And <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if people will agree, but I think the players have become so accustomed to playing without a striker when there is one there, we sort of forget how to play with it with the number nine. Um, I think when you've said the last three away games, I think was the stat something like sixty-five shots and we haven't scored. That's alarming. It, that that is alarming because I think out of them sixty-five shots, I think the strikers have only had four, maybe it's five. So the shot, they're coming from all over. Like, if a team has 60-odd shots, you expect just your, your number nine, your main man, to be having at least half of them. But I think it might be seeping into players now that they maybe don't trust the strikers that we've got up there. Mobile said it in press conferences and things like that, that they haven't uh, have drone footage to watch the, the training sessions back and explain to the strikers what they're doing wrong um, and how to try and correct it. But look, I'm I'm not I'm not by any means saying Mowbray out. Like a lot of few people have said it, like you've just said that there are murmurs of it already. But I am starting to become a little bit frustrated with it's the same thing over and over. I've put it on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it these days, that 
it's the same shape and it's just the same substitutions each week. It seems like he's afraid to change or he doesn't trust. Maybe just have a just have a set of bollocks and think, right, you know what, it's not working. Let's just go for two up front or not have a striker and see if we can score goals from anywhere else. But yeah, it's just one of them things. Yeah, one of them things. I think that's probably going to be something we'll probably say a lot on this podcast. Um, you touched on the away from there being the polar opposite to, to what last year was. And I think we all said, look, if we can sort out the home form, then, you know, the away form so good. But... Look, the away form's not been great recently. Um, but, but Dave, what, what do we put that down to? I mean, we've talked about strikers, and look, I think well, I'm going to go through some stats soon about the strikers and stuff like that and, and shots on target and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just think when it comes to the home games, we're scoring like three in our last two. And I look, I know Norwich and Birmingham aren't in great form, but like, We've we've looked pretty good at home, and in September we scored I think nine goals in the away games: three against Blackburn, three against Chef Wed, three against uh, QPR. So we, we can score goals. We have done it. So there must be more to why the forms just tailed off a bit away from home over the last month. Look, if you know the answer, you've got Tony Mowbray's job. But I'm here to ask questions. I guess Dave, what what do you think it is? It's got to be more than just the strikers, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. We've been going on for months about kind of that that naivety without the experience in the middle of the park, and I, th- I think I think for the two goals that I saw today, there was definitely a bit of that in the middle of the park. Could have done with a bit of a general enforcer. Um, we haven't had one of them for a while. Uh, the rest of them are all quite classy footballers. Also, I don't know if it was going to be one of your questions in a bit, but changing both centre-halves today, not sure if it was not sure if it was for me, to be fair. But Ballard, yes. I think Ballard's one of the best defenders in the league. And this is going to shock people because I'm a big Luke 9 fan, but not for me at the minute. It's centre-half, not for me. Um... I almost, I almost wonder whether in a game like that, especially when you know Plymouth, uh, they're technically quite a good football team. To be fair, um, they they play some quite pretty stuff themselves. I almost wonder if I maybe would have had uh, Luke or nine in the middle of the park today. If you were going to bring them back in, I just wonder if he could have done a job in there, a little bit of ratting, a little bit of. But it's hindsight, isn't it? I I certainly think I would have went Ballard and sailed today. Personally, if I was picking the team, but, that's what I would have done. I would have, I would have gone I for don't. that. So yeah, Tony's probably there listening to this now, going, "Shut up, uh, dear," and that's fair enough. I mean, you know, I, I, I think thing is, there'll be people listening here saying, "Oh, putting a nine in midfield and changing the defenders like that's not going to change it." I think the the glaring obvious mis- thing that's missing is it, a striker, and if Jack Clark doesn't score, we tend not to especially away from home. But I think um, Brad also touched on it before, there is an element of like predictability about Sunderland, even with the substitutions, like 60-odd minutes, if Roberts is not like flying all over the shop, ball, come on. 
if Bellingham uh, looks a bit tired, you'll see Dak or Pritchard come on. I don't even want to discuss Bradley Dak, if I'm honest with you, because um, I'm beginning to get really frustrated with that. One player I did want to come on to a little bit, Brad, uh, we had a bit of a laugh about it against Birmingham because it was just like, as we said, one of those games. But Ekwa was shocking again today. And we kind of allow players to be shocking two games in a row. I don't know what it is. Has he come back too early? What, what What's happening there? Do we need to change that as well, do you think? Um, the I think I think the answer is he's young, and the way we are, this is going to happen. They're going to have a few good get like a lot of good games like Equa has, but they are going to drop off. Um, I don't think he's came back too early because to be honest, <laughs> he only had a dead leg and he was out for a month. Um, I've seen people come back from hamstring injuries quicker than that, but yeah, he, he's. Ball retention. <laughs> I, I was saying a negative pod, yeah. His ball retention the last two games has been bored and pathetic. He's gave it away far too much for my liking. It's been, it's been careless as well. And I mean, I know people will say, oh, like it's dead negative. And I know some people have a good as when it's negative. But like, do you want us to sugarcoat shite? Like, you can't always do that. Like, I love every single one of them. Love all the lads. Love the team. When we win, it's great. It's fantastic. Love doing the pod. It's good fun. But today it wasn't. It, it was Groundhog Day, and like Ek was not been good enough the past few weeks. I'm sure he will be, but like you, you, we have to discuss that when the ball retention has been, as you said, as bad as it has been, Brad. It has been really poor, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and look, we've, we're not saying anything that the coaching staff won't be telling them behind the scenes. Uh, we will. We will wax lyrical about them, as the coaching staff will do when they're playing well, and when they're being poor. We need it needs to be addressed and understand why and how they can get better. Um, it will be a learning curve for him and see how he bounces back. Look, when he first came into us, <laughs> if you look back, I'll rip him off straight away. Um, now it's proven ultimately to be wrong, but he's having this dip again now. Um, but he's not the only one. It seems like a few of them are having this not their best performances all at the same time. I mean, as much as we love Patrick Roberts, and yes, he's mesmerising sometimes when he gets the ball, it's just no end product. No, he, he, no, he needs to get better. I've sat in the fence with this one for a while, Roberts, and like, I love him, and I was delighted he signed a new contract. He needs to add end product to his game. Simply yeah. put, he, he needs to do it. He got really good numbers last, last year. He's a fabulous footballer to watch, but it's absolutely pointless if you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, or you're not setting a goal up, like it becomes pointless. You just become flashy with all fart and knee shite and you're about, there's just, there's just no point. And, and we know Patrick Roberts can do more than that. We've seen it last season. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but there's other players that we love and we're not just saying it to dig them out. But I think, I mean, I, you see it's on Twitter or on videos that club posts, Trey Hume puts a good tackle in every game. But that's about it. You might put one or two good tackles in. It's a little highlight highlight reel. But I think he's been poor this season. I think he was he was good against Birmingham. Don't get me wrong. Um, but on the whole, this season he's dipped below the levels of last year. And I don't know if that's because last year was so unexpected and we've done so well. Um, but the some of the key performers for us aren't at the levels 
that are going to be expected of them if we want to be promotion promotion chasing team. Um, but look again, if we came away today with a win, we'd have said that's a cracking performance because of the stats. It's just the fact that we've had that much possession, that many shots, and not being able to find a goal or two goals, and being done by two absolutely well, one great strike like Dave says, and another one who's a very neat finish. That it's a completely different story. Um, it's no good having sixty-six percent of the ball if you're not going to do anything with it. And I think that's the team's stats. Some of Patrick Roberts, he has a lot of the ball, but not doing anything at the end of it. So it does need it does need to be addressed. And look, at the, that that's the beauty of the championship, Graham. We've got a game on Wednesday night, and it's a chance to put it right back in front of our home fans, which this season our home form is better. Um. So, I mean, I'm not writing the lads off by any stretch. But it needs to be a lot better and we need to be far more clinical. And it needs to happen now. Otherwise, it's fine at the minute because we're a point outside the playoffs and we're still in that pack. But if we're say, saying the same story in another three, four, five games, there might be a gap of nine, 12 points. And that's when it starts to become a bit of a problem before you go into the January window. Because if we're that far outside the playoffs going into January and an offer comes in from Clark, his head's going to turn especially you go to the Premier League because we'll we're, we're, we'll be tailing off. So it needs addressing now. Yeah, 100%. I think it does. And, you know, I, I'm not writing any of the lads off at all. I like it's the, it, this team I've loved more than most in about a decade. Um, and they're a really good bunch of young players that I, I never question their commitment or anything like that. And I think some of them are really, really wonderful footballers. But, like, our ambition is to at least have a go at the playoffs, we kind of hope that maybe, you know, push us if we could do more. And I don't think at the minute the consistency is there to do it. And look, finishing top eight would it be a disaster. Don't think I'd be happy. But like if we finished eighth, it's not a disaster. However, come the end of the season, if you finish eighth, you can wave goodbye to Jack Clark and all that. And you might get big money for some of them. And um, you really might. But then you start a whole rebuilding process and, I don't think anyone really wants that. Like, and I think, you know, we've got more in us than what we're shown at the minute. I think, and I'm sure we'll come on to more break because we're going to do listeners' questions, but I think he's been a bit hamstrung by some of the recruitment, but like he knew the remit. So he has to kind of find a way to remedy that. But but Dave, I'm going to fire loads to get stats at you here. Um, I hate doing stats, but the Plymouth guy in the preview um, had me very... Inspired, he was really good. I thought for stats, um, forty nine shots on goal in the last two away games. Only sixteen of them have hit the target. So creating the opportunity to shoot isn't necessarily the problem. Actually hitting the target is. The last striker to score goal for Sunderland was Joe Geldhart against Huddersfield Town in April. It is a really obvious problem that we're struggling to score goals. I'll take out strikers from it because there's other players missing chances as well, not just strikers. But another game for Rusin, some minutes there for Mayenda. Still no goals for the strikers. Um, between the four that we brought in, Rusin's played 287 minutes, no goals. Hamir's played 228 minutes, no goals. Burstow, who are from completely honest, I forgot existed, played 490 minutes, no goals. Mayenda, fair enough, 61 minutes, no goals. I think all of them have shown flashes, especially like Rusin. And last week, I thought Mayenda was was really, um, he looked really bright, looked really sharp. 
But our strikers aren't scoring goals and we simply can't consider getting promoted if they don't score goals. Again, I'm throwing you a manager's question here, Dave, that if you know the answer to, you've got the job. But how do we fix it? Because we need to do something. Either they score or we have to find another way to score goals. Can we have a period of time, whether it's half an hour within a game, can we play with orthodox wingers? Is there any potential for that whatsoever? Because that might just bring the strikers into the game. And if we're not going to play with orthodox wingers, as we don't, Roberts, Clark, can we get into areas where the balls come back to the full-backs and then the ball goes in the box instead of realistically being one-dimensional and only creating chances from people cutting in, basically? Maybe I, I don't know. I, I certainly don't see any harm with trying it. I... Do you think? Do you think we miss Pritch? <sighs> I think we. I think we miss Pritch because I think he's got some flaws. But for me, I don't know the stats, so I could be wrong and fire them at me if you want. I just think we look a bit more creative when Pritch is on the pitch. Yeah, uh, he. It, them little tight spaces in between the lines, in between the the defence and the, the midfield, he's very good at exploiting. But again, I would imagine if you if you look through his highlight reel for Sunderland for however long he's he's been around, the ball is probably like inside the fullback for a winger to attack. Um. So yeah, it's it's one of them. Listen, he's experienced, he's he's high quality, we love him, we know what he gives us on the ball, not so much off the ball. So yeah, I, I, I like Pritch off the ball, I think he actually takes us 10 yards up the pitch. Like, because I think yeah. I think he presses well, I, I like him on and off the ball, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a quite a big Pritch fan, I just think Job needs a rest, I think, I think Job's a really talented footballer, I'm a really big fan of him, but like, there's going to be a point we need to rest and it might be coming around now. And look, I'm not a fan of Bradley Dak. I'm just not. Like, I'm not going to write him off, but what I've seen, I'm not, I, I don't really understand what he brings necessarily, but something needs to change, doesn't it? Like, I mean, even if it's put two up front, bring Pritch in the team, change things around a bit. Like, last season we managed to score goals without a striker for a long, long time. There's no reason why we can't do it with a striker or sometimes without a striker. And I know people might point to the fact that I think we're fourth high school scorers in the league, but away from home, we're struggling to score a little bit. And I'd rather score two goals at home and one away <laughs> and occasionally get points here and then because that gets you when it's Swansea and stuff like that. And just, I don't know, I'm, I'm really frustrated today. Um, so I'll probably go to listen to questions because it's probably the best thing to do, isn't it, at the minute, before I start saying stuff that people attack me for and everyone unsubscribed. What, but what I will say, Graham, to give a bit of balance on how this season's gone over the last well, last year and then a couple of seasons before that. Are you gonna say people get, are you gonna say listen first? Listen, right? <laughs> people used to say we draw far too many games. Which was true. I mean, last year we won eighteen, drew fifteen, lost thirteen, and people did say, "Look, if we can convert some of these wins, draws into wins, 
and we lose some, look, we'll ultimately end up getting a few more points. And I looked at the stats from this season so far, and where were we at? Oh. If you look at the, the games, we've only drawn two games all season. So, and I still think we've got more points at this stage this season than we did last season. So we are seeing less draws and ultimately the team are going for it. And as a consequence, we are going to start losing a few more as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I want to put in on the Pritchard thing as well quickly before you move on to listeners. I can't understand for the life of me why that man isn't playing. Because he's the experience that we need. And on his day, he's probably one of the best technical footballers that we've got with an end product at times, um, whether that be just through assists. And I can't understand how he's not getting in the team, but Bradley Dak is. It's, it's got to just be because of the sentimental love between Dak and Mowbray over the years. Because Pritchard, no doubt about it, is a better player than Bradley Dak. And that, that's fact. That's just fact. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Pritchard get a game on Wednesday night. But also, don't be equally surprised if he goes and starts with Bradley Dak as well. <laughs> I, I mean, I just look. I thought Dak was all right against um, Southampton, and at first I thought maybe just getting his fitness up, but like he's looking, he's not looking like anywhere near the player I hoped he was going to be. Whereas Pritch, we know what he produces. So for me. I don't know if it'll wave a magic wand and fix everything. I don't know. Um, and we are a bit of a different beast at home and Huddersfield are struggling. Although they've got to draw Southampton today. So we might see a completely different kettle of fish. But I think the big thing for me is even if we go and beat Huddersfield, yeah, it'll, it'll feel nice and all that kind of stuff. But then we need to go to Millwall and, and put performance in away from home as well. We need to start putting, like, weirdly, like last season when we were winning away games and then getting beat at home, we need to switch it around a bit this season, but like win the home game and then go and get a result away, even if it's a draw or something like that. We need to show a bit more steel. Um, I think we're a little bit too easily beaten at the minute. I mean, the next three games, Huddersfield at home, Millwall away, and then West Brom at home. West Brom's tough, but like there's no reason that we can't go and get nine points from that. We've got a good enough team if we just sort out the inefficiencies. But anyway, um, Listener questions. They ask far better questions than I, than I do, probably. But um, where am I going to go first? I'll go with a question from Tony. I'll fire this one to to you, Dave. Will a striker score a goal before Christmas? If not, do we have to go after another striker in January who'll score goals at this level? Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I'd answer it for Tony, but... <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's any any chance of us going and getting another striker. I just can't see it happening whatsoever. Um, unless linked, maybe we are linked to the lad from um, AFC Wimbledon, Ali Al Hamadi. He's got twice okay. again today. He's got ten and nineteen last season. He's got eight and sixteen this season. But he also uh, we'll, we'll we'll put pay for that. Fuck that comes there, you'll get he'll get none in twenty-four to game. So so yeah, we probably in fact we're probably just gonna have a squad full of strikers and still never score. Um of the striker score anyway. I I don't think of that. The only thing that I can think about and that fair play at the lad for having decent numbers, um, 
but it is very much at the level that it's at, isn't it? It's, it's a completely different beast in the championship. We all know what type of striker you've got to be to be successful. There's Jamie Vardy scoring a game for Leicester today. Um, even in, in his golden years, to say the very least. And that little bit of experience gets you quite a way in this league. Um, unfortunately, our boys don't have it. I think if an experienced striker came up, I think I said it the other week, then yes, I'm all for it. But I do also think that that means Bursto goes back and maybe one, if not two of them, go out on loan. Do I think that that's an option? I'm, I'm not sure. Would you would you be bothered if um, Burster went back? It, it's hard. It would be hard to really give a shit, wouldn't it, without being horrible to the lad? Aye. It's, I mean, yeah, we thought it was a bit of a, in the in the first two games, maybe he's a bit of a handful, pinning himself up against centre-arse, making a nuisance of himself without actually looking like he might score. Um, hasn't hasn't been involved much in the last, what, four or five games, I don't think I'm lying about. Came on against Norwich and looked all right, actually. Yeah. No, uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, I think it was. Birmingham, how long did he get? I think it was too long. Yeah, so I, I don't think he's been used too much, has he? And in that, he's obviously way down the pecking order. Um, which, I, is, I, which is mad, because he was the first choice striker about a month and a half ago. He yeah, took the most minutes yeah, out of all please. the teams. It's like, that, that's another strange thing for me. Like, Are you going with Burst or are you not? Now it's yeah. like Moussin and Mayenda, Hamir's nowhere to be seen. And I'm not saying like, you know, these boys should come in, but I'm sure it was, I'm pretty certain it was last week. Yeah, it will have been because he came on on like that left wing side. He came off Jack Clark and he actually looked okay. He looked more of a goal threat coming in from yeah. the wing. And then this week we're searching for a goal. We can't get a goal scorer. I'm not saying he would have made a difference, but in his head, he's probably thinking, well, that's quite bright last week. And he hasn't came on. I, I mean, I don't know. My, to answer the, I'll answer the question for you, Tony. I don't think the striker will score for us before Christmas. I think we're desperate for a centre forward um, at this level. But like outside of like the tried and tested, what everyone always mentions every year, why don't we sign Chris Martin? Um, I haven't got too many um, serious serious suggestions, and and I'm obviously not being serious about Chris Martin. He just seems to be someone that's linked to us in some way, shape, size, or form. Um, another question for you, Brad because I know you're quite a big fan of him. And I said on my personal page that this question is creeping into my mind a little bit, so I do want to ask it. How long does Mowbray get? Seven defeats and 17's alarming. Speakman said consistency was the aim this season, and we've been far from it. I think they'll give him this season. Unless we have a huge drop-off, I think they'll just give him this season. Regardless how well we do or how poorly we'll do, he'll not be here next season. I think the the wheels are already in motion for someone else to come in. And look, if we go and lose the next six of the row, touch wood, um, yes, I think he'll be gone. But I can't see that happening. Um. But equally, us fans can see that we're coming a little bit predictable, a little bit one-dimensional. 
he needs to start taking a few risks, knowing that ultimately football is a results-driven business. He needs to start taking a few more risks and changing shape. So, like, when we're going away from home, clearly it's not working at the moment. Change the formation to a 3-5-2. Four, what was it, 4 3 one, two, someone said today. Just change it ever so slightly and see if it, it, it helps. Because the home form's not too bad. Like, we've been scoring plenty of goals at home. Um, I think we're in the top four or five in the league for home form. So that that's not a concern for me. It's where we should be, if we're, where we're aiming to, to, to be at the end of the season. But we need to see him be a little bit more pragmatic, a little bit more proactive in how he selects his team, how he sets up and how and his in-game changes, I think, is where, again, we are predictable and we... That's ultimately going to be the bit what saves his job or, well, extends his time in his job rather than it being cut short. Um, but I, I, I 100% won't see any changes before Christmas and they'll at least give him into January to see what goes on. I, I, I kind of, a, there's a lot of people who's asked here like about, you know, why don't we have a plan B? And, and I do think that's a big, it's a big glaring issue with Sunderland as a whole at the minute for me. Um, we don't appear to know what to do if like playing the nice admittedly good football that we play works but i want to stick with you on one question because we're talking about changes um this has been a question another one from tony i know i've doubled up on questions from tony but they're both really good um my answer to this is yes but would you drop dan neil deeper and push equa further forward yes Mm-hmm, but too. at this moment in time, I drop Dan Neil deeper, and I would drop Pierre Equa mm-hmm. and change it. I'm I think that the the title of this pod or subtitle could be change it because I think that's like all I've said. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I think Dan Neil is good anywhere where you put him in midfield. I think so, and he's getting better and better with experience. I mean, you've got to think he he's like one of the the. The older men in the squad now, like the the experience says, 137, 138 games for Sunderland, like first team appearances, and he's only 21, 22 year old. So I like Daniel, I really do, and I think it was glaringly obvious when he got sent off that we missed him. Yeah. Um, and I, I would not be opposed to seeing him playing slightly deeper, and then maybe an Alshish. Again, we'll talk about Pritchard. Someone just to come in and play that a little bit further forward. Um, is it too attacking to put Daniel in like the defensive midfield position and play Aushish and Pritchard and Clark and Roberts? Is that too attacking? Because I kind of, when I'm looking at the midfield, Bar's obviously now seen as a winger. I would agree that I'd play Equa for the forward, but I also agree that I'd probably drop him at the minute, which means Dan Neal drops deeper. And then you've only really got like Job, Aushish and Pritchard. But I also think Job just needs maybe like, especially for a midweek game, just like sit him on the bench for a week and bring him back in next week. So that leaves you with mainly attacking forwards like Adil and, and Pritch. I wouldn't even put Job on the bench. I'd take him out. Because it, I know people are saying he needs to rest. Look, he, he's had two weeks off with the international break, but so has everyone. Mentally, he needs a rest from the match day squad just to take a back seat and watch it from afar. 
refresh and then come back in. I wouldn't even put him in the match day squad on, on Wednesday. And that's you not could, because he's a poor player. It's so we can have eight. Yeah. You could bring O'Neill in as well in the midfield. And I know, like, look, at the minute, I don't think O'Neill's on form either. You've even got the option with, like, if you really, really wanted to, the likes of uh, Trey Human midfield, because you've got enough to cover this sort of back, four, those back four positions and not lose too much quality. But I just think there has to be something changed for Wednesday, doesn't it? Be it formation, be it like personnel, something needs freshening up. It feels a bit still. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't want to go, go go too far over the top because it's been excellent this season to watch. Like we've waxed lyrical about it pretty much all season, but it, it's a risk of now becoming, like you said, stale. It's like stagnating. You're risking stagnating. What's happening? Because mm-hmm. we we know what the team's going to be. The opposition managers know what the teams are going to be, and they're, they're just going to set up to counteract that. And the more it keeps going on without a little change, it, it's it's going to fizzle away. So if he makes a couple of these big changes, pulls Echo out, pulls Job out, changes a little bit of the shape, teams will then be thinking, well, what we're going to do with these? And it, we, it might just breathe a fresh bit of life into us. And then it also makes Equa have a kick up his own ass to say, well, I need to fight and get myself back in here because we knew he was going to come straight back into this team as soon as he wasn't injured anymore. So it, mentally, he knows he's coming back in, so he doesn't need to try that extra 5 or 6%. Got one more question. We normally do the serious questions, but I did say to answer this one and then we'll let you go. One word answer. What do you prefer sticky to- what do you prefer with sticky toffee pudding? Custard ice cream or just cream? I'll give that one to you first, Dave, because you're the chef. Cream. Brad. Custard. Ice cream. Let That's us know who's right. <laughs> yeah, let us know who's right. Like be positive. Um don't subscribe. Don't do it. You don't want to do it. Not this week. Do it next week. Um, Dave, Brad, thanks for joining. You're welcome. Pleasure.